Authority Marketing Machine Podcast. Increase your income. Have a bigger impact. On today's show, we're talking with Dr. G. Uh, thanks for coming on. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. How are things going over there in uh, Australia and Aussie land? <laughs> going real well, mate. Even better now we're talking to you. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate, um, I just wanted to get a bit of a background on you, sort of where you grew up and what got you to this point today. Where I grew up, I grew up in a, in a small town. Um, many people probably never heard of it, Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> <laughs> grew up uh, in, in an area called Brownsville, which is sort of like lower uh, socioeconomic status, which is interesting because both my parents are middle class, but yeah. my dad was just pretty stubborn and he didn't want to move. <laughs> so yeah. inside of my house was sort of like upper middle class and outside was not. <laughs> um, that was an interesting uh, dynamic. Yeah, you know, went through, I, I actually started out um, in music, played in the orchestra, played viola in uh, junior high school and high school. And uh, I actually got into this pretty famous high school called Fiorello H. LaGuardia High School for Music and Art Performing Arts. It's uh, Many people know it because of the TV show Fame, or the, and then they made a movie a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, you know, fame, I want to live forever. <laughs> you know, that one. Yeah, so, I went there and it was, it was a great experience, man. Just being around so many artists, I really have a great appreciation for art. And um, even though, you know, I'm very left brain as a physician, the art and the creativity and the right brain will always be with me. And it's why I do some of the things I do today in terms of filmmaking and writing and hosting yeah, yeah. a podcast and, Blah blah blah. <laughs> you wear a few hats. Can you just run us through what your businesses are and your occupation as a doctor and stuff like that? Sure. So after uh, college, went to med school, and then I trained in uh, emergency medicine, uh, which is his own specialty. I think in Australia they call it the accident and emergency. That's uh, the one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in in America, we just call it ER, emergency department or emergency room. And uh, so I did that for a couple of years and um, I really have a strong, pretty strong entrepreneurial bug that comes from my grandfather uh, yeah. Brown, who had his own business. Um, and I sort of grew up watching him have a business, have employees going to his office and just kind of looking at looking around like, wow, this is kind of amazing. I, <laughs> uh, I opened up my first business was a, a hotel concierge business where I had contracts with about 75 hotels in New York City and they would call me and my team whenever a guest got sick. And actually a lot of my guests came from Australia, Great Britain and Australia and Canada, the top three countries that visit the U S in that order. So uh, anyway, so I did that for a little while. um, And that was great. I had a lot of fun, went back to the emergency room for a minute because I got married and needed a little bit of stability. And um, now I'm sort of doing some entrepreneurial stuff. I've developed a medical device, which I'm in the process of bringing to market. I'm also working on a, a natural sleep aid, which is a uh, it's CBD or hemp. I don't know if they have that in Australia yeah. yet, mixed with melatonin. Ah, right. So those are the two things I'm doing now in terms of my business. Since 2015, I've written, directed, and or produced three films. That's been a, a, a ton of fun. And um, yeah, I'm working, I'm working on a, currently working on a book. So Okay, so you're, you're currently 
patenting a medical device from what I can yes. see. Well, it's, pat- it's patented already. I've been working yeah. on it for four years. So uh, yeah. we're in the process of commercialization and bringing it to market. Um, yeah. That's kind of where we are with it now. So I found that um, and you're looking at making a natural sleep aid, you're hosting yeah. a podcast and you're a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And a husband and a father and <laughs> and a friend. Oh, cool. <laughs> that, that probably leads me into the first question. Do you have a morning routine or, or a way that you structure yourself so that you can do all these things? Because it, this is sort of extra human effort from from an outside perspective. I try to every day get up between five and six a.m. If I don't, when the days I get up at five, I usually will work out. I also work out during the week, but usually in the afternoon. But the days that I work out in the morning, I don't work out in the afternoon. But my, my typical morning routine is I get up between five and six. I'll work out or not work out, but I always meditate and do a few other um, sort of, I, I call them consciousness or awareness exercises for around 45 minutes. And then usually I'll start my day, whether that's heading out to a business meeting, heading out to you know a hospital to work, or get my kids ready um, to go to school. Yeah, that really anchors me. The workout and the meditation. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. That seems to be a pretty um, common thing amongst people that achieve a lot. Jeannie and I were actually talking about that. How a lot of you know, like Mike Zuckerberg, like you can go down the list. Tim Cook, you know, a lot of these guys. Tim Ferriss. A lot of these guys, they, you know, they get up pretty early and, and do some kind of movement, some kind of activity. What I find for me is that by the time it's like seven o'clock, I've been moving. My, you know, my, my mind is sharp. My body's alive and awake. You get a, a jump start. Like when yeah. I get out there at seven o'clock, everybody else, or I shouldn't say everybody, because like when I get up and go to the gym at five, sometimes there are people there, you yeah. know? And and they they're just as awake and alive as I am. But the general public, when I'm if I'm like out and about at say seven seven thirty in the morning, people just look like you know they need to go back to bed. (laughs) And so so you kind of start out two hours ahead of everybody. That's how I kind of look at it. And you can get more stuff done. Absolutely, it's like you've already had a day out before they've even got up, sort of thing. So right, right. There's a there's a phrase, um, there's a, not a phrase. It's a, a logo or saying for the American military is in, in their commercial to try to recruit people. They say we do more before five a.m. than most people do all day. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know that gives sort of yeah, it's along yeah. those same lines of what you're talking about. Definitely, mate. So. Like you've achieved all of these things, what's the underlying driver? What drives you to get out there and continue, you know, chasing these uh, dreams and creating products and stuff like that? My motto, my, my, my basic drive is the phrase one life to live. We're here one time, at least this is the only time I know of. I do believe in reincarnation, but I don't remember any of those other lives. Um, so you're here one time. And just try to make the most of it. You know, I think fear is a big motivator for, for yeah. people. And I think one of my fears is being at the tail end, 80, 90, you know, 100 years old and having regrets that, oh, I could have done this. I could have done this. I could have done this. And I didn't. So that's really what it is. It's about, you know, living life as, as full as I can with all my, you know, hang ups, insecurities and flaws yeah. and still pushing forward. Cool. That's great. 
So when on the path to your sort of entrepreneurial side of things or even your, your art side of things, did you have any doubts pop into your mind or were you always knew you were sort of destined to do that sort of thing? Oh, yeah. D- d- doubts all the time. Yeah. yeah. Doubts all the time. I had, to, had some doubts yesterday. I mean, <laughs> they're always doubts. There's always that. I'll call it the shadow. That's, yeah. uh, you know, the, 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 the shadow whisperer. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Telling you what you can't do, why you can't do it, why you're this, why you're not this, why you're that, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And I just think um, for me, as I've gotten older, particularly with the meditation, it allows you to, what meditation really does, and I, and I don't know if people understand this, is that what you're doing is practicing putting yourself in a very condensed, uh, solid state. So that when everything around you is going crazy and haywire, that you can sort of cut out this alcove, this like mental and emotional safety alcove of stability for yourself yeah. and be that and be there. So when those thoughts start to come, I just try to put myself in that place and try to push forward. You know, I'm, I'm you know, do I get afraid or scared or hesitant? Absolutely. But ultimately, I'm not going to let it stop me from doing what I need to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree on the meditation. I think it gives you, for me, it gave me perspective. It's like mm. it's not that big of a deal, you know. It yeah. work out the first time or whatever. Let's just yeah. have a go on it and move on. So yeah. the next question I had for you, mate, what, what sort of keeps you grounded or makes you happy every day? Like what, what kicks you on in that sort of aspect? What keeps me grounded? Um, well, kind of the morning routine definitely keeps me grounded. My family definitely keeps me grounded. Friends keep me grounded. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask it in a different way. What what sort of specific activity or whatever gives you joy uh, throughout your sort of entrepreneurial work? Well, it's the creative process. I mean, at my core, I'm really just uh, a creator, you know, and, and that's really my goal ultimately is to just continue to be a, a positive creative force you know, in the world. So everything I do, uh, whether it's the products or the film or writing, it's all about creativity. And so that's what makes me happy. Creativity gets me excited. If I can create, I'm a happy dude. You know, (laughs) I can't create, I'm not a happy dude. (laughs) That's absolutely, that's fair enough for sure. I'm probably similar in a lot of ways. If you can create something and put it out there and it makes people's lives better when you see the repercussions of that, I get a lot of joy out of that sort of thing. So I absolutely identify with what you're even, saying. Even your podcast. I mean, this is, you know, this is great. You yeah. know, I've, I've, I've listened to a couple of a couple of the shows and uh, some good information on there. You know, have you been getting good feedback from folk? Yeah, look, it's it's been good. Like a lot of listeners, which is more than I, I thought. And what my hope is that we get some good value out there so people can take some action in the right direction and right. make not only their own lives better but, you know, other people's lives better through, well, you know, creating businesses and um, creating personal freedom for themselves so that they can be happy and be a happy dude, like you said, um, instead of... <laughs> Instead of grinding away on unnecessary stuff that sort of doesn't fill them, you know, doesn't light right. them up, basically. Right. So that's my hope for, for this sort of podcast. You only need to take away one thing. Like, 
someone will say one thing that resonates with you, it can change the path of your existence basically. So, sure. yeah. Sure. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I've got a couple more questions for you, Dr. G. Uh, sure. So if you were to write a book on your journey so far in life, what would it be? What would it be, titled? Yeah. Oh, the title. <laughs> the title would be Crawling Up the Hill on Broken Glass <laughs> Smiling. <laughs> yeah, that's good, mate, because you're on the spot there. So uh, <laughs> the next question is, if you were to give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, or you're allowed to give him one piece of advice, what would it be? 18-year-old self, find out who you are and then be that person and, and don't don't change. Yeah, yeah, right. So find your, your sort of inner meaning. Yeah, like get a very clear understanding of who you are. But, you know, that, that question, I'm going to just give a quick annotation. Yeah, that people, people ask that question, it's always the underlying um, message is almost like, is there a regret? And if someone, I've also had people ask me questions like, if you could have gone back and changed anything, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And my answer is nothing, absolutely nothing. Because yeah, yeah. I think my, my journey, good, bad, and indifferent, I shouldn't even say good, bad. I'd say mm-hmm. my journey, positive, difficult and indifferent was all necessary for me to do that very thing that I just told my 18 year old self, which is to find out. Now I agree with you a hundred percent there. So like for me, it would be don't muck around or be scared. It'd be like, just get out there and do it sort of thing. So Mm. more of a a learning thing that like, if I had to learn it 10 years ago, I probably could have started helping people a bit sooner. That's that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that's fair enough. So for the listeners, Dr. G, most people who listen to this are probably either already running a business online or looking to run a business online and create some freedom and help people and leverage a team. Through your experiences, have you got any takeaways that we can give to the audience? I would say for folk to, well, this is, a, this is tough because it depends on your budget, but do what you're good at. And then find people that are good at the other things and let them do that. There's a lot of opportunities, particularly now to hire freelancers on sites like Upwork.com or Fiverr. But I think a lot of times in the beginning when we're starting a business, we often try to do everything. Sometimes we have to do everything out out of necessity. But I think as you start getting a little bit of traction, you really want to spend your time doing what you're good at. Yeah. And let other people do what they're good at that that helps the vision. So that's the number one. And number two, I would just say people talk about writing a mission statement for your company. It sounds kind of like whack or kooky or, you know, a pain in the ass. But I think it really helps because if everybody understands what the mission of the company is, sometimes it's just one word that can help you maintain, remain and maintain the direction that you want to go in and you know, it's always something that's continuous. Like with Nike, it's just do it. Like yeah. there's nothing else to say. So every yeah. employee at Nike knows this is what we're about. We're about yeah. helping people to just get it done. And that helps you communicate it to your team as well. Once you start growing that through your first point about uh, trying, you know, do, do, do your genius, what you're the best at. Right. Whatever that thing is. So, Yeah. That's what I'll say. All right. So we got number one is um, use a team to do stuff that you're not good at as soon as you can. 
as soon as you can. Focus on what you're good at and let other people do what they're good at. So, and as you said, like you might not be in a position to do that to start with, but the minute you can, I'd advocate for that 100%, and that's part of what we teach. The second one was? The second one was to define the vision for your company and make sure that that's clear to everyone that's working with you. And it could just be just one word. It could be execution or I, sh- I shouldn't say that. It can be, it, it can be one word, but it, it should be some, you know, some statement or some, you know, phrase that identifies exactly why your company is in existence and what you hope to achieve. Yeah. And that, that's going to help your team make decisions when you're not there because it's in line with the mission and it just helps your overall attitude and goal of your, your company or business. So I couldn't agree more with that, mate. Uh, Dr. G, thanks for coming on, mate. Where can we find you? Where can the listeners find you if they want to find out more? Oh, sure. So the podcast is the, called The Truth Prescription. You can listen uh, on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Instagram, it's, it's at The Truth Prescription. Um, the website is thetruthprescription.com. And then uh, they want to check out and see what I'm doing in film. It's Lion Films at, at, um, on Instagram. It's at Lion Films NY1. Pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Pleasure, mate. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Hey, mate. Learn more about the Authority Marketing Machine framework by visiting authoritymarketingmachine.com.au. 